Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Five to shoot for Hart on Young. Going to have to bail him out, though. Oh, he put it in! The shot of the night! James Harden! Let him know, Mr. Harden. I mean, man, this team is fun to watch. The Clippers, they've been the best group in the NBA since February, rather December 1st. Is Richard ready to put them as championship favorites? I know Kawhi's talking about let's go. Plus, we've seen the emojis, the artfully placed towels. Now a very clear statement from LeBron as we approach the trade deadline. Will the Lakers look drastically different the next time they take the court? And amidst his shooting slump, Clay Thompson, he was benched last night down the stretch. Can Golden State right the ship with the right trade? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. You heard him, and now you see him. The one, the only, Richard Riz Jefferson is back in studio, buttons down, smoking jacket on, and it is noon on the West Coast, baby. Yes, it's noon, and look, this is my thing. It is is raining out here. Make sure you check on your California friends. (laughs) This is not something we're used to, but I just thought I'd bring a little brightness to Mm. the country, right? Shout out, rest in peace, Toby Keith. That one stung a little bit, so... You know, rest in peace. We're going to give some shout-outs as the day goes on. Thank you for bringing the brightness today. That's what I do for the people. Austin Rivers is here. Brian Windhorst. I'm Malika Andrews. Let's bring some brightness to this, Richard. The Lakers, they wrapped up a six-game road trip last night. And why was I running to my TV? I don't know. Well, because this is when the beat writers, they have license to ask the really interesting questions because it's the last game that they played before the trade deadline. Right, Brian? So they beat the Hornets 124-118. Anthony Davis had his third career trip. Double. LeBron James at 26. D'Angelo Russell put in a team-high 28. Raising his value. And then capping off a 4-2 road trip for the Lakers. Big wins right over the Celtics and the Knicks. So there's a lot to like about how these guys are playing right now. The trio, LeBron, AD, Russell, they each scored over 25 points for the fifth time this year. But the question is, as you see how that stacks up, right? Will this be the trio that they keep? Heck, will it be the team they keep? LeBron James. Here's his comments after the game. Said so you guys went four on two on the trip. The next time you guys will play will be after the trade deadline. Do you feel like, as a team, you guys have proven or shown why you guys should continue to, I guess, invest in this current group? This is what we have, so there's nothing else to talk about. Do you like the makeup of this roster? Do you think this is, <clears throat> roster is good enough to win a championship, or does it need to be changes made? That's not. It's not a question for me. Um, I love who we have in the locker room. And uh, that's all I worry about. I don't get caught up in that. Uh, you know, we're going to go out and prepare ourselves, um, you know, every single night. It's my job. It's AD's job. It's two, two captains to make sure we keep the main thing, the main thing, and the main focus is now. Hey, Rich. What? 
What's it like to be LeBron James's teammate this time of year? Let me see. This is. I think there's a big misconception here. Let me be very, very clear. If you're two games over 500, if you're Steph's teammate right now, if you are, if you are playing with a great player and the team is underperforming, everyone. I know we make this about LeBron. This isn't about LeBron. This is about having talent and not meeting those expectations. It doesn't matter if you're Chicago. It doesn't matter if you're Toronto. It doesn't matter what team you are. If you're not meeting the expectations, everyone's on the trade deadline. And I say that to be respectful in the sense that when the two years that I played with him, we were contending for a championship. There wasn't anybody that was stressed about getting traded because we were contending for a championship. That's on me. I, I'm saying in the two years that I was there, I didn't play for them for the 21 years. You should have been stressed because he you out if he could have gotten somebody back. A hundred percent. They did that with Anderson Vergeau and brought in Channing Fry, and that was a key piece to us winning a championship. But this is professional sports. This isn't coddling. This is like if we're not performing at the level that we deserve, at the level that the team, the fans, the organization, and one of the greatest players of all time, and it ain't just him. Our next segment's about the Warriors. So I say that to be respectful and say that if you're not doing your job, if it's in this building, if it's another occupation, you're all on the clock. Would Everyone. You, you don't feel like it's a natural thing, especially as the key player of the team, right? They ask you, do you think you have enough to win with the roster? They're not saying, should we make trades, this, this, and that. I know that's what they'll write it up as. But you don't think a player could just simply just say, like, yeah, we have enough. You know what I mean? And then if something happens, something happens. Well, I think you're asking saying, him to lie. Like, you're saying, asking him to lie. No, he's not lying. He's saying, yes, we have. they do have enough. They, 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 they do. But I'm, when they I say the lie, when I say you're asking him to lie, I mean in the sense that they're two games below 500. Listen, I, I have no problem with him. Or two games above, excuse me. You know, the trade stuff, I have no problem having no comment on that because we all know that each, like you said, it's no different on any team. The best player always has a say on what's in the roster. Mm. Everybody always has a say. But with that being said, he comes across, whether it's the hourglass or some of these things that he does, he like plays both sides to it, and then they ask him about it, and he'll he'll deny it. But just for the sake of if something doesn't get done, and this is the roster that is there, like well, wouldn't you want to at least try to like, you know what I mean? I agree. I ask you because you've been. Uh, no, because I want to. I, I want. I want to hear Wendy's thoughts on this. My only thing is this: we're dissecting what he's saying, not dissecting their team. Let's right. dissect their team. Okay. Where they are, where they've been, how they've played in the last two months. If we dissect that, who gives a damn what he thinks? Who gives a damn what somebody else thinks? Is this team good enough with the current roster? Okay. I mean, it's easy for you. You know how it is, though. In the locker room, bro, they're... You... Everybody, everyone in the league right now, if you're not, like... If no, you're not it's one of the top... no, but it's, no, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, I'm saying there's the multiple you know players it's in the covering league. Them. Go ahead. Yeah, no, but I would different. say that... Very few of LeBron's former teammates are his close friends. Very, very few. Well, it's, it's a very – It's hard, hard Because to, yeah. when LeBron is done with you, sayonara, I'll yeah. send flowers. LeBron will always send flowers because when he was a teenager, he decided he was going to maximize it. He was going to maximize his body. He was going to maximize the money he could earn. He was going to maximize what he could do for charity. And he's going to maximize each season. Yeah. Sometimes maximizing the season means making the second round. Yep. He would never say, I'm going to make the second round, but sometimes that's what you can do. What he wants is the Lakers' front office yeah. to maximize what they can do by Agreed. tomorrow afternoon. Agreed. He has scored 20 points in the last 10 games, playing through an ankle injury. He is 39 years old. He is maximizing. Well, you could debate on what he's maximizing it on the defensive end, but he is trying to <laughs> maximize this season. Yep. That's all he wants. And he's going to keep that pressure down until tomorrow or Thursday at 3 o'clock. 
when did that become a bad thing, Max? No, no, I'm not saying that you're because saying it's a bad thing. Because people get annoyed at the passive-aggressive nature. It would be better if he just came out and said, right, because I love it. No, we're dissecting. Again, we're dissecting. I agree. First of all, as I was traded, when D-Wade got in and there was another roster spot, we got traded. I'm still friends with LeBron because I understand that this is a business and I'm not personally affected by this. I would have traded him. (laughs) If I was him and he was me, I would have traded him to bring in my best friend and to try and go and compete. This is is business. And And my thing with LeBron is this. Any great player should maximize it. I saw Tim Duncan on the back of the plane with Popovich trying to figure out what they were going to do. Mm. Now, Tim doesn't say anything. They don't. But at the end of the day, great players should maximize their window. And if you are a casualty of that, then that if, if I guarantee you D'Angelo Russell or all of these players would not be up if they were in the third or fourth spot. And that's not all their fault. That's not. It's not just it goes around the blame. Right. Well, you brought up D'Angelo Russell. He's been on a stretch lately where this is the D'Angelo Russell if he'd been playing like this all season long that potentially LeBron James, the Lakers, they would feel a little bit better about. He's had one of his best games of the season. Let's talk a little bit about him because he had questions about the trade deadline coming his way as well. Take a listen. I don't care at all. Show up to work. That's it. I mean, I can't control that my contract makes sense to be traded either. So, I mean, just play. Can't control that. Obviously, I've been here before. I played for the Lakers before, so I know what the requirements are to be um, successful here are. So um, if you're part of the future here, you'll be successful. If you're not, you'll get traded. I love that he knows that. He's speaking from experience. They traded him for a player they hadn't drafted yet. They traded him so they could go get Lonzo Ball. Right, so early on in his career, they traded him away with money to Timothy for with Timothy Mozgov to the Brooklyn Nets. They were like, "Yeah, we're done. We're gonna see what this other kid can do." We see D'Angelo Russell at this point has had a better career than Lonzo Ball. They might have been better off sticking with D'Angelo Russell, but that's part of the business. So I don't take it personally. He's sitting up there from experience. If we're not playing at the level, they're going to move on. Part of the business with the Lakers. Uh, that's part of the business with the Lakers. Real talk. Last summer, when he got offered a contract, he had the option to have a veto in his deal. He, pa- he gave up that veto on a trade, and they probably, I don't know this for sure, but they probably threw him some more money. That's my They guess. definitely threw him more Okay. Money. You, want, you want a couple extra million to give up your veto? Fine. So when he signed that contract, he knew. He knew. And you know what? When his name started showing up in trade rumors, he started balling out. Yeah. He's actually probably better than anybody they could have traded him, they can trade him for right now. Right. The problem is, is that he's an inconsistent player, and we don't know if he's going to be this way in a month. But, like, I have no problem with anything that's going on with him. And if he gets traded, he shouldn't be surprised because he knew it when he signed the deal. Okay. Speaking of signing the deal, do you remember when he signed the deal with the Golden State Warriors? He signed the deal with the Golden State Warriors, and immediately they were like, okay, well, this is what we could get in a sign-and-trade for KD. So KD helped the Warriors out, allowed them to get an asset. So then they get D'Angelo Russell. And they're like, oh, they have all these guards. And very quickly, he stuck, he, he stood out like a sore thumb. They traded him, brought in Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins was a key piece of them winning another championship. So D'Angelo's been in this space. He's handling it like a professional, as he should. And listen, it's human nature to turn your back on someone that doesn't want you. Mm. You've seen this time and time again. Preach. Players do the opposite thing. Mm-hmm. This guy's playing better when he's on the trade talks. And this isn't the first time he's been, you know, his name has been through this right. entire career. 
So he feels comfortable with this. He knows what it's like he playing for the Lakers, the and I, I approve of how he's playing, man, and uh, hats off to him. I mean, we've gone up, down, and all around on the comments from LeBron on actually what the Lakers are looking at here. The fact of the matter is they don't have that much they can do. From everything I have heard, Dave McMenamin wrote it in his story, Rob Palinka has been on the phone, but even when you look around the landscape of the trade deadline right now, it's exactly what you said, Brian. They are not sure that they can make a real upgrade that is worth giving up the assets that they would have to give up. So for me, the Lakers' best chance is to ride with similar to what they have right now, right. somehow make it past the play-in tournament, right. get into the postseason. Because if you get into the postseason, you ain't betting against LeBron James. You saw it in the in-season tournament. Yep. You, you, what? Yeah, if they get that 7-8 spot and they're sure. going against, you know, one That's of the – Right, yeah, against, well, o- against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Who are yeah. you taking? I'm, I'm still Lakers. leaning the Lakers. Well, they've beaten yes, the Thunder a couple of times. Timberwolves? They, they have better size than the Thunder. Yeah, just with experience, I got to go with those guys. Again, it's not where you want to be if you're LeBron, but you try to maximize it. Right, and if you get there, then you have a fighting chance. That's why I thought he should have doubled down. They're like, do you have enough? Even if it's just – I'm just like – But is that LeBron style? But the problem with that, and we talk talk about leadership, is that if he says we don't have enough and they can't make a move, he has to be in that locker room with all of those guys, and that's just a disrespectful. So he's got to say the political right things, whether it's passive-aggressive, which we know him to be. He's got to say the right things, especially in this moment – because we do remember at the end when that Anthony Davis and all of those young guys, it, it broke them up. There was a disconnect in the locker room when they were all about to get traded for Anthony Davis. He doesn't want that again. Right, but then they won the title the next year. Well, they so were worth it. Well, this is, this is coming from the king of Petty himself. All right, a team that is in a little bit more of a precarious situation than the Los Angeles Lakers, the Philadelphia 76ers. We have an update on Joel Embiid's knee. He had a left meniscus procedure this morning, and he'll be reevaluated in about four weeks. Now, Woj reported the door isn't closed on a possible return this season. Woj will join us later in the show for the absolute latest. Take a look at this, though. The 76ers, they have some key dates ahead as Joel Embiid recovers from his knee procedure that he had on Tuesday. The team will have a better idea of what the timeline will look like in four weeks. And at that point, they have 22 regular season games left. And the playoffs, they begin April 20th, so just over 10 weeks from today. We're going to get into that a little bit more later in the show. Also, Kyrie Irving, he returns to Brooklyn tonight for the first time since he was traded a year ago. How's that going to go, Richard? Outstanding. Well, (laughs) after all the chaos, has Kyrie, Luka, that duo moved the Mavs closer to a title? Plus, is Klay Thompson's career at a crossroads here, Brian? You don't want to miss what he said after last night's benching down the stretch. And you know what? Their whole team is trash. It ain't just him. You know what, Richard, though? What? I'm going to go there. Go I'm going to go there. Go where? Why isn't Kawhi Leonard being discussed as an MVP candidate? Because he's not getting all the correct. He's not getting all of the credit for the success. James Harden being added helped quite the mm, bit. We debate coming up. NBA Today is just getting started. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we have plenty to get to, so it's time to go coast to coast. We're going to start in Cleveland. That's where the Cavs, they blew out the Kings 136-110. Don't look now, but Cleveland, they've risen all the way to second in the East after winning 14 of their last games. Brian, Donovan Mitchell and company, they have the 10th best odds to win a title. Should they be higher? They should be because they are playing tremendous defense, number one defense in the league over the last two months, and they've been top five in the league in offense over this 15-game stretch. Totally great at both ends. Well, the Clippers of the West. To New Orleans. Clippers of the East. Yeah, there you go. We're working there on we the go. geography. We're still in the West, though. Brandon Ingram put up 41 to give the Pelicans their third straight win. Austin, the Pelicans are tied with the Suns for the sixth spot out West. Do you think they will avoid the play-in? They have a chance. They make it interesting. Brandon Ingram is, a, is, a, is an absolute bucket. They have talent. I love the size that they have around their, their wings with Herb Jones, Trey Murphy. But at the end of the day, uh, I got to see this after All-Star break with them. So I, I think they're a playing team. All right, our last stop is Philadelphia, where Kyrie Irving dropped 23 points in his first game back from injury to help the Mavs get a much-needed win. Now, Dallas is in Brooklyn tonight. Kyrie was asked about his return to Barclays for the first time since being traded from the Nets. That was one year ago today. We're one big conglomerate. It's one league. Obviously, there's some history there with certain teams. Um, you know, there's a competitive edge that you have going into each game when you play against your former team. It's not, like, uncommon. It's been happening for years in the league when guys play their other teams. You just need to normalize this basketball. Fans are going to be fans. Some people are going to love you. Some people are going to not like you that you left. But it's all part of the overall conglomerate that we are as a league. Like, that's what makes it exciting. Fandom, support, and just staying poised through the chaos. All right, so it's been a full year since the Mavericks acquired Kyrie Irving from the Nets to pair up with Luka Doncic. And since that point, the duo, they've played in 39 games together out of a possible 78. That's for various reasons, availability limitations, we'll say. And that leads Dallas to win just 18 of their 39 games together. Richard, you did Kevin Durant's return to Barclays Center, right, recently. Yeah. So what, what do you make of what Kyrie said, that we just need to normalize this? Well, I think we need to normalize this. Brooklyn was his third team. Yes, there was a lot of things that happened. There was a lot of things that happened in Boston. There was a lot of things that happened in Cleveland. We get that. And when he's saying normalize it, Players are going to get booze. Players have been getting booze since in high school, in college. That, that's a part of it. But to make it a bigger deal adds more attention and, and, you know, fierceness to it. I think he's going to get some people that applaud him because it was great that he came back to Brooklyn and he did that. There's going to be some people that boo him for all the things that happened went on. But I think from a player standpoint, you don't make this a big deal. This is not his first – it wasn't the first time he got traded. He moved on again. He's moved on since then. So I just think we normalize that. That's all. Well, I'll give Kyrie this. He's normalized breaking up super teams because he broke one up in Cleveland. He broke what chance of one up in Boston, and he broke up one of the biggest flops of a super team in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. You know, I understand what he's saying. He's like, leave me alone. I want to do what I want to do, fine. But, you know, you, the way it went down there, like, that was nasty. That was nasty the way it went down there, and I don't expect the Nets fans to be thrilled. It was nasty the way it went down in Boston. It was, it was, he's, I'm going to come back His here. His return there wasn't the best, though. It wasn't the best. Yeah, he was, was sage he in the arena. Yeah, he got booed a lot. But, like, who doesn't the, get booed? The only thing that helps him in this is that he wasn't alone participant in this. Agreed. There was multiple yeah. stars that were involved in this. Again, his he definitely 
was at the spear of that. But at the end of the day, you know, I'll say, you know, listen, you want to talk about someone's game that you can marvel at and watch the performances that he put up as a player. He has one of the most attractive games that you could ever admire and watch just from a fan standpoint. So I, there will be mixed cheers in there just from the idea of him yeah. putting on a show there consistently is something that he did. It's just the other stuff to... to to B's point, it's, a little Duke love. He's gonna yeah. get a little, yeah. a little Duke love. That's, that's, that's the that's homie, what, man. What you yeah. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, but I'm saying, but same thing with KD, right? We there like were some it. people that were sad. They were like, KD, we can still build around you. We can still, you, we, like, we can still build with the assets that we get. We can go get another player. You could. I understand you're doing this. I'm purely, I know. I'm saying, I understand why the media is doing this. It's a big deal. Him going back there, yes. But ultimately, from a player standpoint, he's looking at this as yes, it'll be good. It's another game. I, I had to deal with it in Boston. I had to deal with it going back to Cleveland. Yeah. It's just another game. Well, and he should be looking at it that way because the Mavs are 13-10 and 10 in games that both Luka and Kyrie suit, suit up. That's good for a 46-win pace, which seems a little bit underwhelming considering sort of the numbers Doncic has been putting up this season specifically. So, Austin, how far do you think that Dallas is from being in that sort of contender top tier? They're a big piece away, I, st- I, I feel. You know, I... I, I like their roster, but I'm not in love with it. Uh, when we talk about depth, playoff experience, they have they do have shooting, but it's heavily based around two guys who are both ball dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no inside presence. The the rookie has helped from Duke. Shout out to, to <laughs> yeah. he's been or Duke. Very right. good. Every yeah. time we're gonna have he's to drink very now. Good. Yeah, he, no, he's, he's been, been excellent. Very he's been good. a steal. Yep. Yeah. He's been a steal to some sort. But I, you know, I they still need. I, I'm talking about a, a legit piece down there in the front court or at least a wing somebody with size that can help them kind of go over you the know end, who agrees with opinion. that luca yes <laughs> do the mavericks they've been trying as hard about as any team in the last week or so trying to figure out a way to get another wing player to get somebody in there to lighten the load on luca and kyrie grant williams is a guy who was traded there in the offseason mm, um good point. he has been a guy that the fit hasn't been perfect so it wouldn't stun me if you hear Grant Williams' name a little bit out there in the next couple mm. of days, but they may not be able to find a deal. The, the pickings right now in the league are a little bit slim. Yeah, and when you look at it, even what the Knicks did with OG Ananobi, you can find a big wing that plays multiple positions. If you can, and again, they don't grow on trees. That's why they had to give up what they did. That's why he's been such a perfect fit. But like that's, I think that's the level of peace they are away well, from making a jump at yeah, that level. Yeah, the name point. is. Andrew Wiggins, you know, is there a deal there for Andrew Wiggins? Is that something they would be trying to do? Would Golden State be doing that? Like, that's, that's been in the ether. I don't know whether the two sides will come to Let, Let's go to the ether. Let's get to Golden State coming up here on NBA Today. Buckle Oof. up, Richard. We're uh, going to do it. Talk about but, this. no, I appreciated this. Clay Thompson, I mean, he was really honest, right, about how it felt being benched for a G League player, essentially. What does that say about his future in Golden State? We're going to dive in. Joel Embiid. He is out injured, but the Sixers, they could be very active this week. Adrian Wojnarowski, he joins us with the latest coming out of Philly. Plus, on the anniversary of an iconic dunk contest, it got us thinking about the ultimate sky-high showdown. Stay tuned as we reveal our dream dunk contestants. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Malika Andrews, host of NBA Today, and the clock, it is ticking down to the trade deadline. They are open for business. They put all of their chips in the middle of the table. This is a win-the-title trade. We'll have you covered from coast to coast with four hours of all the league-shifting trades. Don't miss NBA Today's trade deadline special this Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Oh, I cannot wait for our trade deadline special on Thursday. Does that take and give you... I don't like it. He doesn't like it. No. I think we should make it six hours. I think we should make it a full day. ESPN. How many of those hours are you going to work it? I've been trying to negotiate it down, but right now I've negotiated it to four hours. Oh, okay. I I appreciate (laughs) that, Richard. Uh, Might Golden State be one of the teams that is active at our trade deadline right now? They are in 11th place. They were in Brooklyn last night with a trio of Steph, Clay, Draymond. They picked up their 500th win together. Only the ninth trio ever to do that, right? So here is how it happened, Richard. Watch Jonathan Kaminga here. Posts up. And then hits a nice little jumper. That's tough, man. He needs more space. Look, this is the thing. When you get when Kaminga starts to improve his basketball IQ, which he has all season long, they become a much more dangerous team. That just doesn't. I mean, the physics of that Steph shot don't even make sense. Steph Curry, this is his bread and butter at this point, Austin. Off a step back. People don't understand how difficult that is to do a step back from that deep. Over Claxton. Over Claxton. <laughs> Claxton. That is nuts. Warriors up by 10. Steph. Low English. On the inside right there. And then... Just over two minutes to go here. Finds Draymond. Draymond once again finds Kaminga for a little baseline dunk. And then under two minutes to go here. Warriors up. Curry hits the floater. Warriors win 109-98. Kaminga had 28 points, 10 rebounds. Curry had 29 points, 5 rebounds. Yeah, that stuff. So What are they talking about? You ain't played a finish again? I got a finish game five of the finals. Who the cares? Well, I haven't asked that yet, but I will now, if you know. Huh? I said, I haven't asked it yet, but I... I oh, can't. you feel like you're about to. So yeah. I answered it for you. Already. Uh, I mean, you obviously, you didn't close tonight. That's obviously going to be a story. I mean, that's it's all good. Yeah, these guys play great. Gabe yeah. played great. BP, Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, day, winning right. Trump's all. Is this, is this an adjustment period for you a little bit? I mean, he's done it a few games, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Kidding me? Yeah. Go from, you know, one of the best players. Hot for anybody. I'll be honest with you. So this was the fifth time Clay was subbed out in the fourth quarter and did not play in the final five minutes of clutch time under Steve Kerr. Four of them, they have come this season, and then the other came in January of 2022. That's when Thompson was returning from his multiple injuries, if you remember. Um, this is kind of tough. It, it felt a little bit. It's not. I'm wrong. No. No, it, it is tough for a player. It's, it's tough. That's, like that's said, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's why it is tough. It's tough as a player, but I, I stand by this. There is a, there is his his ability has gone down, but I think Clay's not happy. I think that's what you can see a lack of joy in it's his one face. One of the most raw post game interviews I've seen in twenty yeah. years. 
I wouldn't go. Come on, bro, let's not over. 20 years. 20 years. Hey. 20 years but I hear said you, that. You, I hear what you're 20 saying. 20 years, Brian. Do you see what he's – I mean, basically, he in front hmm. of us is coming to terms with the fact that he's on the downside of his career. He's, you know. Do you think he just now realized that in that moment? Well, I, I think this is from the outside looking in. Just from the outside looking in, right? And I, I've never been in your guys' shoes. But Clay Thompson has been someone who has been honest with us time and time again. And I don't know a player who necessarily wears his identity so wrapped up in this and shares it with us the way that he does. And so to see that happen in real time, I kind of it felt to me it's happened multiple times a season where he's been benched on the stretch. Somehow it felt worse and maybe a little bit more critical in last night's game. Look, if you look at his stats, he is averaging 17 points. He's shooting 37% on threes on high volume. He's still a better-than-average defender. There are teams out there that would kill for a player like that. Amen. He is an excellent, you know, key player. He's just not a superstar anymore. Yep. So that happens. Richard, at one time, was a 25-point-a-game score. At the end of your career, you came to the seventh man. Yeah. Like, okay, it happens. It just doesn't always happen when we've watched these three guys win 500 games. So we have seen him win 500 games, and it's happening as his emotions are pouring out of him in front of us on TV. It's not a rare thing. It's just something that we don't get to see very often. My thing is this. One of the other trios was Manu, Tony, and Tim. We saw Tim actually, or we saw we saw Tony actually leave the team. We saw Manu become a shell of who he was, but they had other players around. You had Kawhi, you had other guys. Look, this is a part of basketball. I understand it is a vulnerable place to say this. I don't. Clay's averaging 17 points a game at, on 37 percent, and Clay's not happy. Clay doesn't have a contract. In my opinion, if Clay had gotten that contract done, you could up the points by two. You could up the percentage yeah, by maybe. two because he's in a much better place. So all of this is not just on Clay and how he's playing. Mentally, Clay's not as sharp. And that's part of what you're talking about, the drop down and, and this. But part of it is because he's not happy. And he's been upset for a very long time that this contract hasn't gotten done. And it doesn't help when you see other contracts like Draymond. Not that they're tied together, but you see Draymond get his deal. It, well, I'm saying you see Draymond get right. his deal, then they offer you a deal. You don't feel like it's your value. Like you said, there's a lot of teams that would love to have high volume at 37 Yeah, but not at $40 million a year. I'm just, I don't know what the number was. At, least, at, least, now. at least this isn't the you know a new situation for him in terms of having struggles. He's had he's I don't want to say notorious, but he's had plenty of seasons where he's had slow starts. He's had slumps that have gone for a long time. Thirty-seven percent is not terrible, especially for a guy that could go like we know two three weeks where he's hot and gets his percentage up to the forties again. Yeah. Completely capable, uh, and he's, he would be an asset on just about every competing team in the league. All of them would like a guy like Clay Thompson. So right. you got to understand their situation, their playing style has changed. Kaminga, the way he scores, it's different traditionally. He's new-gen scoring, the way they score. It's yep. not the traditional ball movement, uh, Spurs, Warriors-style mm -hmm. basketball. So there are a little bit of changes that could be affecting his play right now. And his name has been in the trade talks for right. the very first time, which is very new for him in terms of serious at this level. And, you know, this is a new adjustment for him. He's going to have to just kind of just play. Well, but, that, but that's kind of the, the point, right? Is it? yeah, he's gone through this before. He's gone through slumps. Maybe it hasn't extended this far. Maybe it hasn't been one of the worst shooting seasons of his career, which this has been, right? Even though it's by his standards, yep. right? Not by the rest of the exactly. league. But the Warriors are not playing good basketball. They are losing when Steph Curry is scoring 60 points. And so that's when all this becomes a little bit more acute and we're 48 hours away Which from the trade. Which is why if Steve Kerr feels like he's got to bench Clay 
and play Guy Santos, which is what ended up happening last night, right. to get a win, he's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what's got to happen. But now that we're 48 hours away from the trade deadline, I do not expect to see Clay Thompson. Oh, God, moved. no, no, no. We're, no. we're not going you there. No, no, you don't trade Clay Thompson. There we go. No. Yeah. So what are the Warriors going to do? So I, I know there's been some discussion about there about whether they could trade Chris Paul. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I do think Andrew Wiggins, and for also, Jonathan Kaminga's playing the best basketball of his career. They've boosted his, his playing time by about eight minutes a game over the last ten games. He's pretty much untouchable right now. I think it's like, it's like Steph and Kaminga and then everything else. Yeah. I think Wiggins is the piece if they can find something. But... Wiggins is having his arguably yes. the worst year of his career. He's in the first year of a four-year, $108 million contract. This is not when you trade somebody. Yeah. Right. Um, like they could do a trade, but I don't know if it makes sense. So, I, I you know. You just hope he plays better the kind of the second half season I build know, up it's his It's not something you want to hear if right. you're a Warriors fan. You say, take action, but inaction might be the best yeah. course. They're, I agree. They're, they're in a bad spot. Look, we, we can't gloss over the fact Kaminga has played well of late, played best basketball. But they missed out on a big opportunity in that draft. Mm-hmm. In that draft, when it was Wiseman, Kaminga, these guys have not panned the way they should, and those were supposed to be the guys that ushered in that new generation of Warrior right. basketball. And they have four rings. Let's not, I mean, let the, no, let's not yeah. gloss. just fine. They have four rings. And Clay has four rings. They're doing just yeah. fine. But yeah, Clay exactly. will be the first person to tell you that taped up in his locker is every single person who has won five rings from a San Francisco Chronicle article. He still has that. He still looks As at he that. Should. And, and he's he got four rings and tens name. of millions of dollars. He wants to see okay. his. I name I know but he wants to see his name there and we want to see the Golden State Warriors in action which we will in our NBA Saturday primetime matchup on ABC and the ESPN app Devin Booker and the Suns they take on Steph and the Warriors at Chase Center coverage tips with NBA countdown at 8 Eastern whole lot of buckets whole lot of buckets Still to come on NBA Today, with Embiid out for at least four weeks, Adrian Wojnarowski, he has new details on what the 76ers will do with the trade deadline rapidly approaching. That's next. Uh, the NBA has done an incredible job of celebrating uh, not just the person, but when you talk about Black History Month, being able to understand uh, what it's important for the NBA. You look at the NBA's demographics, uh, African American uh, is a big population in sports uh, and basketball being that. And so I think it does a great cause of being able to celebrate Black History Month to understand where we all come from. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. We have some breaking news here on NBA Today. Trey Young and Scotty Barnes, they've been named to the Eastern All-Star team. They will serve as injury replacements for Julius Randle and Joel Embiid. This will be Trey's third All-Star game and Scotty Barnes' first ever All-Star appearance ever. Congratulations, Congratulations. In terms of Embiid's health, though, earlier today, the reigning MVP, he underwent a left meniscus procedure and will be re-evaluated in approximately four weeks. As you can see, our Adrian Wojnarowski reporting here. So for more on Philadelphia's path without Embiid, we welcome in the aforementioned Woj. We know that Embiid is going to be out Woj for the All-Star game. What are the Sixers weighing as we're 48 hours away, essentially, from the trade deadline? Uh, Malika, the Sixers are very much weighing uh, the possibility uh, that Joel Embiid does return this season, that they can still play with him as their centerpiece. And uh, because of that, they're going to continue to be buyers at this trade deadline. And I think they're trying to improve themselves on multiple fronts. Uh, perhaps is there a backup center who can help carry them here 
in the short term. There's certainly a number of them available. There are a lot of teams in the market for backup centers, potentially players like uh, Andre Drummond, who had been in Philadelphia before, uh, Kelly Olynyk. Those are some of the guys in that marketplace, but, but doing bigger things than that. What Philly wants to do, they're in fifth place right now in the East. They're three games up on Indiana. What Philly would like to be able to do is stay uh, at least in sixth place, not yeah. drop out into the play-in, uh, and, and see if they can maintain that uh, until Joel Embiid gets back or once he gets back. And I think for them, that's certainly a short-term goal. But they're out. They're aggressive. They know they have a tight window with Joel Embiid. They yeah. know there's risk in doing a deal or deals here, and then he doesn't come back this season or he's not himself but I think they're willing to live with that risk because they have uh, certainly uh, you know, the, the reigning MVP, a player who was on his way to another MVP this season, and if they can have him uh, healthy in the playoffs or healthy enough, they want to have a group around them that gives them a chance. Right. They want to be able to maximize if and when Joel Embiid returns to the floor. Woj, thank you so very much. I want to bring it back in studio here. Brian, what does it tell you that the 76ers are planning to be buyers at the trade Yeah, deadline? people may not consider that a Woj bomb, but that's one of the most important pieces of information that we've had so far in this trade deadline, that the Sixers are going to be aggressive still after this Embiid surgery. Uh, so in addition to backup centers, Look for them to potentially try to get another guard. They're, they're very thin behind Maxi, and they're going to need some more support from that perimeter position. And look, look, Daryl Morey is a man with a plan. He always knows that he's going to, you know, what his options are. So I would look for them to try to find hedge trades where they can acquire players who can help them now but do not have a lot left on their contracts so that no matter what happens with Embiid this season, they can still retain their, the majority of their salary cap space this summer where they can maybe plan more for the future. Mm, you hear that? Pay attention to the fact that the 76ers are buyers at the trade deadline. It's a covert Woj bomb there, as Wendy pointed out. But with all the success, right, that the Philadelphia 76ers had been having with Joel Embiid, we were talking about it. Maybe he could be on his way to another MVP. Now he is out of contention for that. So should we be looking to a team like, I don't know, the Clippers and I don't know, maybe Kawhi Leonard, who's only just moved up to sixth in the MVP odds here. Why, Richard, isn't Kawhi getting a little bit more attention in the MVP race? <clears throat> well, I, I think partly because he is not given the sole credit. I said it in, uh, in the... Um, yeah, you did the show before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> I, I truly believe it's because Kawhi is not given all the credit. We talk so much about James Harden when he showed up. We talk so much about James Harden play. Kawhi has been outstanding. To me, first-team All-NBA. He's been one of the best five, player, best five players in the league, in my opinion, especially after, you know, it was a December 1st, they have the best record. Yep. So I say that to say he is been impressive, but James Harden has been the engine. The system if you will. We remember when he was talking about oh, we, that. Oh, we, we, we all remember. <clears throat> yeah. So I just, I just feel like that's why he's not getting it. But if he continues playing like this, and the Clippers continue playing like this, his num num name is going to shoot up that list so fast. If they finish one or two, his name is going to be a top I want to go on the record saying I'm, I'm pushing it up there now. Right now, mark it February 6th. I'm pushing it up there. Yeah, I think Richard nailed it on the head. He's Thank you. been tremendous, uh, and I think a lot of times you look at a team with that much star power, and it gets a little bit diluted in terms of attention towards one guy. Some of these other guys have so much responsibility on their team. You talk about Joel Embiid, Jokic. They get the ball every single play, 
rather where the Clippers are playing with a guy like James Harden. They're playing with guys like Russell Westbrook, who's still coming off the bench, Paul George, obviously, even Norman Powell. They got a variety of scores over there in that locker room. So I think it sometimes the attention comes away from him. I don't know why his name's not in there, but it needs to be. He's a two-way player, especially in crunch time. Uh, and we saw last year, even though those two games he played against KD, he was, a, he was the best player of both those games. Guys, and it, yeah. They, they just had a Miami-Atlanta back-to-back. A Miami-Atlanta back-to-back. Sort of famous yeah. in NBA circles for what happens on those back-to-backs. At the end of a seven-game road trip, Kawhi played 37 minutes. Paul George played over 30 minutes. Yeah. James Harden played over 30 minutes. Yeah. The Hawks had won four games in a row and were better rested. They went toe-to-toe with them. Kawhi scored 13 in the fourth quarter, had 37 for the game, go 6-1 and one on the road trip. If, if, if Kawhi this is all everyone's ever wanted from him. I, this, yes, I agree, but how about Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum has been at, at top one, two, and three in but, team okay. wins, and he never really got up to that space for the exact same reason that Kawhi. Yes, go ahead. If Kawhi wins an MVP, do you put him ahead of KD? I just want to ask that. In what? No. In all time? No. He's won championships by himself, all defensive teams. No. Uh, now an MVP, each nope. of them have won. No? No. It's not even I a conversation. I have so much respect for KD. I, it's, I have to think mm-hmm. about it, Austin. I'm not ready to answer it, to be no. honest. I'm not saying I do either. I'm just saying it's a conversation it's a, he, that well, we had. He, well, if you win an MVP, if you win a championship, your name starts going up. And there's going to be names that you start to pass on that list. Yeah, yeah. But the same reason why Kawhi isn't getting all the credit for the success, and we know why. Same reason why Jason Tatum doesn't get all the credit the same way a Jokic or a Giannis or an Embiid does for the success on their team. Because they are not the sole... Well, Tatum, has, Tatum, that has team. More, Tatum has more. Uh, yeah. The Clippers are one of the Tatum. deepest teams right now. Clippers and Boston are and very similar. They're sharing the ball and they're playing yeah. together and they're rebounding. They're great defending. Uh, they're, I mean, to me, it almost sells them short to just say that it just, it's, a, it's a Kawhi MVP discussion. Yes. But there's a reason why it's working because Kawhi yeah. is leading it. Paul George is playing at an incredible level. Kawhi Leonard has been amazing and available and healthy and that has been the key for them you see Russell Westbrook buying into his role you see James Harden buying into his role this is a team that aside from health and maybe the Denver Nuggets I'm not sure what else can stop them uh coming up on our ESPN NBA Wednesday doubleheader though we have Steph Curry in Philadelphia facing the Golden State Warriors And then it's out to L.A. for Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers, hosting Zion and the Pelicans. I'll be on that one. That's going to be fun, even with Richard on the call. (laughs) (laughs) The countdown tips off tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern. Coming up next, what football player would you compare your career to, Richard? Oh, that's tough. Well, Patrick Mahomes had an interesting comp. (laughs) Yeah. the slam dunk championship coming up next. Okay, it's T minus 10 and coming to lift up. 50. They gave him a 50. He defends his championship. He's got the rhythm going right now. 19 and counting. Make it 20 for the money. Oh! Ice water in his veins. That was 36 years ago today. Larry Bird famously walked into the locker room and said, hey, who's coming in second? And then MJ and Dominique set the standard for dunk contests. 
at All-Star Weekend. So speaking of, did you guys see Donovan Mitchell? He's going to participate in the three-point contest this year in Indianapolis. He previously won the dunk contest that was back in 2018 as a member of the Utah Jazz. Shout out, producer Condis. Uh, he could become the only player in NBA history to win both the three-point and the dunk contest. No, 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 Brent Barry. Brent Barry also won it. Brent Barry won the dunk contest and three points, didn't he? Our research not both. Good. He won the I dunk think, contest. I think, he won, I think he won both. All right, well, we're going to have our research department, Jason Joseph, check in on that one. I've while been we're wrong waiting, before. And you will be wrong <laughs> again. Uh, we're waiting on the dunk contest field, but we thought it would be fun. Who's the dream field that we got going on here? Austin, I'm going to start with you, my friend. Got to start with the homie. Salon, Anthony Edwards, you already know what it is. It means something when stars are in the dunk contest. It means more. When you think about the iconic dunk contest, we talk about Michael Jordan. We talk about Dominique Wilkins. We talk about all the superstars being in it. It means more. That's what I want to see. I want to see Anthony Edwards in there. So my kids got a basketball card. and My kids started collecting basketball cards. I was like, oh, you got an Aunt Edwards? You got an Aunt Edwards? I was hyped. My kids ain't really seen him. Minnesota hasn't been on enough national television. I showed them Ant's highlights. Oh, they big fans of Anthony Edwards now. Real big fans. Shout out, Ant. Am I yeah, next? Yeah, you're right. Okay, so this is my thing. We're talking about a dream dunk contest. I know that my guy isn't playing right now, but show him. This is who I want to see in a dunk contest. John ja yep. Morant. Love it. When we talk about stars being in the dunk contest, I think stars have gotten away from it. This helps you sell shoes. Yeah. This helps your marketability. Like, Matt McClung, we know his name because of what he can do in the dunk contest. This can take your brand to another level yep. if you show up. So, Ant Edwards, John ja Morant, we are both aligned when we're talking about young stars that want to push a mark, these two top of the list. Not in his prime anymore, but the best leaper I've ever seen in person is Russell Westbrook. Mm. Mm. I'd like to see what he could still do. This guy did some stuff in practice that is legendary. His teammates, tell you from Oklahoma City, he could beat out anybody in a dunk contest had he wanted to in his prime. I agree. Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit more on Brian's wavelength here. What was the best dunk contest that we've seen in, in recent Oof. history? Whoa. It was Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, mm. right? I want to see Aaron Gordon, who was robbed, by the way. He should have won. He still got it? Yeah, he still got yeah. it. He still got Christmas it. Daylight? By the way, Richard, Jason yes, Joseph, he checked for us. Yeah. Uh, you're wrong. Oh, that's fine. It's yeah. happened before. Yeah. Oh, don't act like you did the research <laughs> yourself. Like, it's based time off of now my for info. setting the pick brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. All right. The Bucks they visit the Suns tonight in Phoenix in a rematch of the 2021 NBA Finals. Brian picked the Suns. Richard picked the Bucks. Austin, you went against your father and picked the Suns? He's a, a smart man. Father, He's a smart man. <laughs> I love it. All right, the question is, who are you picking? Download the ESPN Bet app to get started. New customers receive $100 in bonus bets once they've placed their first sportsbook bet with ESPN bet here. All right, so before we bounce, it was Super Bowl opening night. Patrick Mahomes, he was at the mic. He was talking about some NBA before the big game. Take a listen. If I played basketball, I would just, I'd be just like Steph Curry. I mean, I got the shot. I just got to get a, you know, a couple extra reps, you know, a couple shots up, um, and I'd be shooting just like him. I mean, I mean, like, that's who I would be. Yeah. I 100% agree with them. Why would we doubt one of the greatest American athletes of all time? First of all, there are a lot of similarities. Both of their fathers play professional sports. They grew up in this. They're not phased by any of this. They showed up. Well, Steph took a little bit longer. But once they got going, they started whooping ass like we had never Steph seen before. Steph is jealous of Mahomes. You want to know why? Why? Mahomes has a golf hole in his backyard. Yeah, but he has to live in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not knocking Kansas City. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I don't care. We don't have games there. What are they going to mad, be mad at me when I show That's up in an arena? That's going to do it for us here on MVP. That's fine. Today. Oh, my goodness. We'll see you tomorrow.